go. The garlic boys want shots. If you have the shot, take it. And if you have the garlic bread, bake it. Joining me this week is Connor. Hello there. Corey, a.k.a. Vaptor Like Raptor. This is the way. We have Mug. What's going on? And our exceptional DM, the Fire Lord himself, Shawnee O. Come listen, children. Come one have a ball as the Golden Vault attends a party at Palace at Hall. That rhymed. Yeah, that was sick. <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't get the laughs and recognition that it deserved. That was a bar, okay? No, I, that, was, that was a great bar. There was nothing funny about it. Like, you're just sitting out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well... I, 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 that's as good of a segue as I need to start talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, uh, speak your truth, Fire Lord. Thanks, Matt, for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> now, welcome. on onto the weather. No, uh, <laughs> last we left off, our adventurers at the end of, beginning of, beside of, who knows, time at the top of the clock tower at the end of the world. You have discovered yourselves sitting around this table with this uh, uh, this figure who seems to be the one who's sending you on these quests. He sent you <clears throat> in your regular forms, your humanoid forms, these forms you've been trapped inside of to prove your worth as the a magnificent dragon you once were. Uh, you've been transformed into these humanoid figures to prove your worth, and you've taken care of the Tixie Talk clock tower. That was a whole adventure. Uh, so now we are going to talk about how it went, your faults, where you came back, and then we're going to send you on another quest because the Golden Vault needs you. So I would like to hear your feedback as to how you think the journey went. I don't think y'all were focused on the mission. I'm just going to tell you that right now. We were there to get this box, even though it turned out to be Bahamut's lunch. We uh, turned off the power. I we were. Tr I just think we we kept getting deluded by what they needed us to do, and we weren't there to help them. We were there to get this box. So then, is well, it that the box was more important than protecting the people, or that you overestimated the people taking care of themselves? I was told the mission was to get the box, so I was following what my mission stated. And sure, I killed a few people along the way because that's what I needed to do. Well, I guess they were robots, but whatever. But I was just trying to complete my mission, and then the other people's problems got in the way. I don't like that we, hmm, I don't like that we were good, uh, in a really weird sense of the word. Um, and then the mayor kicked her off the edge. <laughs> um, I, should we be helping people that are doing the same things that we did to get put in these mortal bodies i answer your question with a question is revenge ever the answer sometimes curious well no matter on to the next i I hear from an old operative of mine that a ball is to be held. I trust you can all handle a level 10 adventure. You are, after all, magnificently powerful eternal dragons, no? I mean, I think this will be fun, you know? I... It's going to be fun, rambunctious, and honestly, I think it's going to be a ball. <laughs> I, just, I just hope I don't get put in a fire body, because I hate fire. 
Aren't aren't you a tiefling right now? Born of fire? I was born in fire. You think I would want to get away from it? Stoic Emberhorn, your pride is getting the best of you. Tell me one fact about dwarves. Well, as you know, we are uh, creatures of the sun. They are, um, they tan a lot. They just kind of like sit around with those little screens that are mirrors. Oh, do they? Yeah, they, dwarves, they love, dwarves they love, do this. They love just working on themselves, you know, dwarves making them do. the best people possible. And you would know because you're a dwarf. Yeah, it's what I do. So if I'm doing it, then dwarves are doing it. I'll tell you that right now. Right, Stoic. Of course, you know more than me, an all-powerful deity at the end of time. Yeah, is that not why I'm here? Of course it is. Now, on to the mission. (laughs) Okay, Uh, for those of you who wish to actually prove your worth, here is one of your opportunities. You will be transported to the souls of some of the finest creatures and dignitaries and adventurers the Feywild has ever seen. Some doctors, some warriors, some wizards... And some more is. I'm just preparing you for what is to come. For the Feywild has known to be a little bit wonky. That being said, uh, mechanically, our players have prepared level 10 characters that they will be introducing to this adventure once we start uh, after I read the first notes of the campaign. We are using Keys to the Golden Vault. It is a D&D a 5e adventure module uh, full of heists that just came out for uh, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. You can find it on D&D Beyond. Uh, this is where you guys are going to want to start either taking notes or just taking mental notes because this is where information starts to get critical. A magical diamond called a shard solitaire is known to contain an unstable extra-dimensional rift. Its owner, Zohana Adjulaire, is a retired adventurer. Her husband, Eliphas, used to work for the Golden Vault. He is a Goliath. You will meet him, uh, a frost giant Goliath. He suspects that an evil force has somehow entered the stone and is using it to control Zohana. He asked the Golden Vault to steal the stone from Palisade Hall, where he and Zohana host their annual gala celebrating the winter solstice. This quest... Should you choose to undertake it and prove your worth as the magnificent dragons you once were, requires you to obtain the Shard Sardalaire without harming Zorhana, Eliphas, or their guests. You will be approached shortly by a messenger named Fifle once you transfer your souls to these new bodies. He is sitting in a chariot and has your invitations to the gala and directions to Palisade Hall, which is in the Feywild. First and foremost, actually, last and foremost, this quest is a bit different in a sense that you will not necessarily have to work together in order to get it done. Let's actually consider this one a race. Whoever brings back the palace, the, what is it, the Shard Solitaire, uh, wins an item from my personal stash that you may keep on your person. Here are the rules. Retrieve the shard. Leave no innocent person harmed or killed. No one must know you are the one who stole the shard. And this is optional, but you may need to take out the Crestfall Coven. I'm sure you'll learn about them later. And he gets ready to snap his fingers. Does anyone say anything before we transfer our souls? How do you spell those people's names? Zorhana <laughs> and Eliphas and Feifel and I, I wrote Z O R H A N A. That's exactly that's right. what I wrote. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I, I'm yeah, surprisingly that's exactly right. good at spelling. And then I got Eliphas as E L E F U S. It's E L I P H A S. I just missed the PH and I would have had that right. Yeah. 
and then fight uh he told you about fightful right yeah it's I, have, yes. like I have f-i-t-h-u-l f-i-f-e-l oh uh, that's what i had cool i had l-e fightful is fightful gonna be a mouse fightful uh you'll see um okay so Oh, that was under. that was a reference. I, I understood that reference. I needed a piece of paper. All right. Well, he snaps his fingers and sends you all to the realm of the Feywild. Um, almost immediately, uh, the smell of whimsy hits your face as you stand on the side of a road waiting with a small group of people for carriages to take you to the Grand Gala at the Palisette Hall. Uh, you're not the only people heading here, so people tend to share their carriages. Uh, as one pulls up to you, uh, let's get a d20 roll because we roll dice in this game. Uh, then whoever just gets the highest flat d20 roll gets to do introduction first. Um, what do I do if my D20 is not flat? Bruh. I got a 17. I got a 14. 14. So is that mug? Cool. Oh, I also had one more question. Before... Sorry, can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I also have one more question. Um, what was the it, the last thing of the rules? It said it was um, something about Crestfall. I just wanted to write it down correctly. You may, need, you may need you may need to coven. take out the Crestfall Coven. Coven. Okay, that's what it was. Um, thank you. But also, I rolled a 17 for what again? Right. So uh the first thing that happens is a chariot like pulls up, and uh the guy who's driving it uh, is a lanky satyr with dark curly hair pulled into a small bun and golden eyes alight with excitement. He wears a maroon tunic over which are slung various belts and bulging leather pouches. Rolled tubes of parchment jut from his haversack and his pockets jingle and clank uh, as he pulls up. Oh, oh uh, salutations there. Uh, you guys look like you're on your way to Palisade Hall. Oh, yes, we are. Hi, my name's Fifel. I can give you a ride. Oh, well, thank you, Fifel. Um, all right, well, the door opens to uh, a carriage. Um, uh, why don't you describe who steps in as you are the first person who goes uh, stepping into the uh, carriage? Uh, well, you see a light blue skinned Triton lady with nice bright blonde hair and a flowing green dress. Uh, she has a bright orange and like brownish starfish crown with encrusted pearls. Uh, she has some nice spiky, like, seahorse-looking heels on, and a nice little trident sticking out of her hair as a hairpin. Uh, and she just kind of lightly steps on to the carriage, or wherever, whatever she's stepping onto. Yeah, it's like, uh, like a, like a horse and buggy carriage. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and... Let's see who the next person to step on is. I'm going to roll a d4. Uh, Sir Fuzzler, describe who steps into the carriage next. Sir Fuzzler is a nine-foot-tall brown bear with black midnight black eyes, and he... Um, steps I'm, in. He I'm is sorry, in... not not bugbear. Brown bear. Brown bear. He he's, he's a full nine foot tall brown bear. Wonderful. For uh, those who wonder who are wondering stat wise, he is a awakened sentient bear from a homebrew design of my own. Uh, he is from uh the what did I call it? Never mind. It doesn't. It's not important. He is wearing a um a very dressy form of armor that is uh gold plated with um very fine linen uh of red and uh like a dark red similar to that of uh his nose um and a uh dark midnight blue similar to that of the night sky um and he is not wearing his helmet um 
as it is disrespectful to wear his helmet in front of uh, ladies and those of uh, high regard. And so for tonight, he does not wear his helmet, but he is prepared to protect everyone. All right. Up next is Lampyrus. Um, Lampyrus is a uh, six foot five um, bug looking uh, creature. Um, and he is wearing what looks like brown leaf type armor or brown, not armor, sorry, like a waistcoat, like a, you know, dress clothes, fine, fine, fine clothing um, made out of leaves. Um, and he has what looks like, like a shell almost on his back uh, that looked to be hiding wings or, you know, not hiding, but holding wings. Um, he's got a scarf uh, covering most of his face, uh, except for his eyes, uh, with the hood pulled up and his, uh, like antennae, uh, sticking out his furry little antennae. Um, so and he's, go I do have a question. Are you, I, I noticed you're using Owlin for, uh, duh purposes. Like it's, it's easy to adapt Owlin for this. Is it just skinning? Or are you actually like a moth person? Um, or is it an owl person who looks like a moth person? I would say like skinning, basically, like cool. just, just very, very using cool. the owl in class because there's yeah, not uh, like a moth yeah. class. <laughs> yeah, and it works perfectly. I think that's awesome. Very nice yeah. flavor. Thanks. It's just a giant moth. Um, it's just as, a giant moth. Yeah. <laughs> as you step in amongst these other kooky Feywild creatures, the last to step into your chariot or carriage, horse, and buggy. I'll say buggy from now on. The last to step into your buggy, uh, why don't you describe him, uh, Ford? So Ford is a wizard. He is a white rabbit. He is a herringon. Um, and he's just, he has his normal wizard robes on, but they're like, they're the high society, so it is acceptable to wear at like a, a this a ball um he's also holding his staff and as he enters you just hear him like lightly thump his foot just as a awareness of oh there's other people present uh, <laughs> uh okay so you step into this buggy the door shuts and <laughs> the horses start to head on down the road and uh you guys are all sitting around in a circle as fifle spins around and goes right well uh i uh, uh oh uh can anyone give me a perception check just a flat perception check yes i will do it i have a plus nine okay Ooh. and i got a nine so 18 okay um, with an 18, you're just going to notice uh, he carries uh, a, a huge, like, haversack. Uh, it's called a Heward's Handy Haversack, and it's got uh, pockets on this big backpack, and every pocket functions like a portable hole. It's like a, a different pocket dimension that stores all kinds of different stuff, but it, it, it it's handled uh, literally that way. It, it doesn't cause, like, a Nexus event. Uh, however, he spins around. He's a little bit scatterbrained, but he says something to the gist of, oh, uh, hi, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I've got your invitations all here, ready for you guys to head on down the road and uh, uh, get ready to get, get have a good party. Um, now, we're going to be heading into uh, Loch Winnis first, uh, and then we are going to uh, hit Sundown Crossing to get into the Feywild, uh, and then we're going to Palisette Hall, because uh, we're just on the outskirts of the Feywild right now. There's a crossing not too far from here. Uh, so uh, you'll be with me during that entire time. Uh, by the way, I'm Feifel, if I haven't introduced myself yet, uh, and here are your invitations. And he hands you all a pale blue envelope uh, that says something to the effect of this. Zohana and Eliphas Adulaire request the pleasure of your company at Palisette Hall to celebrate the arrival of the winter solstice. 
Come to Loch Wenis no earlier than three days before the winter solstice. Then take the crossing there to the Feywild at sundown. The many splendors of Palisette Hall await you on the other side. Formal attire is expected, but not required. And and he says, oh yeah, uh, well... Uh, I, I hope everyone has a good time at this party. You know, I've been hearing lots of stuff about it. Uh, but uh, I do have to read you this. Uh, and now that he's distributed your invitations, he uncorks a scroll tube with his teeth, then flips the tube upside down and shakes it vigorously until this rolled up sheet of parchment falls out. Uh, he picks it up, unrolls it, and, and he reads this out in common. <coughs> I, Eliphas Adulaire, have sent my esteemed messenger, Fifel Amberhoof, that's me, to lead you to the shores of Loch Wenis so that you may cross into the Feywild with great haste. The winter solstice is nearly upon us, and I fear evil forces are as well. My wife, the Archmaid Zorhana, has not been herself as of late. I believe something or someone is controlling her through a magic diamond. When she acquired it many years ago on one of her adventures, Zorhana had it fitted into a necklace which she wears on special occasions, and I think she's wearing it soon. A few days ago, she removed the necklace from our vault and wore it during a dress fitting. Since then, she's been uncharacteristically cruel to the household staff. When I confronted her, she dismissed me out of hand, clutched the necklace, and uttered something in a dreadful language I've never heard her speak before. All her warmth is gone. When I look into her eyes, I see a cold, spiteful woman staring back at me. I want you to steal the necklace, which Zorhana now refuses to remove. I can't safely do it for myself. Fifel will give you invitations to our winter solstice gala at Palace at Hall. There will be other guests to distract Zorhana while you figure out a way to remove the necklace. Once we're rid of the necklace, Fifel will deliver your reward. Thank you, people who Fifel has randomly decided will help on this quest. So what do you say? I'm not too good at stealing, but I could do my best to help. Oh, goody. It's good to hear someone's willing to, to help old Fifel out. You see, but my master, he's he's a good guy. He deserves the best. And he's been very happy with Zorhana for a long, long time. I'd hate to hear that something bad happened to her. But no matter. Um, Who I, is your master? Uh, his name's Eliphas. Uh, he's, uh, he's a Goliath. Um, you will meet him at uh, Palisette Hall. Uh, however, I, I do want to let you know that my master is offering up quite the reward for the adventurers who can take care of this. Uh, a rust-colored bag of tricks, a figurine of wondrous power, it's this little serpentine owl, gauntlets of ogre power, calls them yarn graper, and a quiver of Elona. Interesting. Now, uh, off we go. Um, you guys are now on the road with Fifel and may ask him any questions you want about anything that you have found so far. So, is it this carriage? Is it fully boxed in, or can we see outside? Is it's it like? It's fully boxed in to okay, where so, you, you can speak in private. Okay, so like I was thinking like either like the Game of Thrones type of boxes or Shrek. <laughs> yeah, more, more Game of Thrones style okay. boxes, yeah. <laughs> okay. What else is in here? Because normally if it's boxed in, it usually has like shelves above the seating area, right? Is there anything else in this carriage? I I don't have dimensions for it or details for it or anything. Okay. It's just a carriage that takes you down the road. Okay. Um. He says, "Oh, are you hungry? Are you hungry or something? I got an apple. I was gonna eat it, but I could give it away." Fifel, what else can you tell us about this this necklace that she wears? 
Oh, the Shard Solitaire. Uh, well, uh, I think the Shard Solitaire formed when something like uh, like what I have here, my ha my Hewer's Handy Haversack, uh, fell into like another portal to an astral plane or something. I I don't know. But what I do know is that uh, when Zorhana was an adventurer, she stole the shard from a coven called the Crestfall Coven, uh, and she's never seen the Hags again. Um. Zorhana, I know she paid a, a master jeweler to craft a platinum necklace and attach the shard to it. Uh, if it's removed from her neck, the necklace automatically teleports to a secret vault in Palisade Hall. The vault is uh, somewhere in Zorhana's bedchamber, I think, on the second floor. Uh, the necklace doesn't teleport if it's removed from the vault, so stealing it requires that it be taken from that location. Uh, but that's all I know about the necklace. Interesting. And has that happened if it, she removes it from her neck as well? If you can get me into the room, I can... Oh, well, I can uh, I won't, herself I won't be and going. And I can change myself to I small. I actually won't be going all the way there, but I can draw you a map. And he draws you uh, the best diddly darn map that he knows how to draw. Um, I am now going to share a map with you guys that I am going to describe for everyone at home. So it is a very crude, uh, very crude drawing of a map. Um, it's got, it says Palisade Hall at the top left, and it, it's the first floor and the upper floor of this hall um it's got the basement is drawn on here as well and it starts with a courtyard at the bottom seems to be a relatively big sized courtyard that leads into a foyer a grand ballroom staircase that goes up and then a hallway that leads to a vast ballroom uh, a banquet hall on the left a parlor on the right a kitchen on the far left an art gallery on the far right a balcony up top that is open to the ground floor and has a view of it, a main bath and main bedroom to the right, stairs to the ground floor on the on the southernmost part of the upper floor, a study, a guest bath, a guest bedroom, and a powder room to the left on the upper floor, and the basement consists of storage and servants' quarters. You guys are looking at this map as your characters in the carriage with Fifle, and he says... I can't draw that well, but I did as good a job as I know how. <laughs> I think you did a pretty good job. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, if there's anything else you guys need to know as far as like information goes, please let Fifle know. I'd be happy to help in any way possible. I want, I want to make sure that my master's okay. Fifle, oh. does it does it teleport when when she takes it off as well? Uh, I do not know that. I know that if it is removed from her neck, it automatically teleports to that secret vault in the hall. Okay, so if anyone removes it, including her, you believe it will teleport there? Yes. On this map that you drew for us, this blink area next to the main bath, is that where that vault is? Um, no, I think that might just be a tower. Um, the vault is somewhere in Zorhana's bedchamber on this second floor. I think it's in the main bedroom there. Any other questions you have about anything? The Adulairs? How do you know so much about them? But uh, I worked for Elifus for a long time. Um, I He's a gentleman and a tinkerer. Uh, for years, uh, I offered my services to him, and he offered his to the Golden Vault, so we're kind of cousins, if you think about it. Uh, it's an organization that uh, dedicates themselves to preserving historical relics and keeping powerful items out of evil hands. Uh, NFS designed the magical music boxes that the Golden Vault uses to communicate with its field operatives. Okay, so let me ask you this. If he's a tinkerer, is there secret entrances in and out of this place? Ooh, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, 
Yeah, honestly, I, I don't think that you're going to want to go the secretive war out. There's going to be a lot of people there. You'll, well, blend, I, you'll blend right in. That's not what I asked, though. Oh, I, I understand that there's a ball and that we're attending. Well, to be <laughs> honest with you, I, I've never been to Palace at all. I just kind of think this is what it looks like based on Eliphas's adventures. Okay, that's a fair assessment, then. Let's hope you're right. Oh, yeah, well, uh, I hope you guys know that there are some shops in uh, Loch Winnis that we're going to stop on our way there. You can take weapons and uh, and stuff in and wear armor as fashion accessories. They don't mind that. I know there was a lot of customs last year, so people brought nothing. But you can, you can get stuff. Um, uh, however, uh, I, I want to tell you something about Zorhana. So she had a long and successful adventuring career before she settled down and married Eliphas. During one of her adventures, she befriended an archfey who later built Palisett Hall and bequeathed it to Zorhana. I think it might have been the Prince of Frost. That's like the rumor. Uh, but also, uh, there's going to be a lot of guests there. Um, and uh yeah we're, we're well we're almost to luck luck winners so uh best grab your things and uh we will uh we'll be there in a second uh and he turns his back and uh you guys are about to approach this nice little hamlet um nestled in the highlands is a quaint hamlet its cottages and shops idyllically situated between a thick snow-dusted evergreen forest and a dark lake with icy shores. A wharf stands where the village meets the water. Inspiration point goes to the first person who can tell me what a wharf is. Uh, it's it's like a uh, port. Yeah, uh, yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, good job. Heck yeah. Uh, Random well, knowledge for the win. <laughs> Well, the the whole st the the gala starts in a couple days. Uh, you guys are welcome to shack up here until you need to head to the gala, and uh, old Fife will be right here waiting on you to take you to the uh, sunset uh, sundown crossing. Thank you very much, Fife. Oh, you're welcome. Which way is it to our room? Yeah, so, uh, well, so right here, uh, so, uh, over there is the Auberge Aurora, that there's a tavern, uh, and if you need, like, clothes or anything, you're wanna gonna go to Coors Cloths, uh, and then, um, yeah, once you guys are ready to go to the Palace at Hall, uh, you just head on down to, to Loch Winnis Docks, and, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll wait for you there, uh. But uh, but I I can't go to Palace at Hall. Uh, I I am concerned about the shard solitaire though. So uh, my friends, uh, you enjoy your time. But this is where I take my leave. Uh, but my good lord's orders. I shall remain at the Auberge Aurore and await your return once you leave. Uh, so he parks his horse and buggy and uh, heads off to the tavern to have a drink. The, where they will have rooms waiting for people who are uh, guests and going to the gala. Um, so at this point, you guys can decide if you want to stop at these shops. Uh, you can do whatever you want while we're at Loch Winnis. You've got, uh, we'll just say a couple days or a day or something like that until we have to go to Palace at Hall for the gala. What? What shops are around? So there's Coors Cloths, which is a tailoring and dress shop. Um, there's also just the Auberge Aurore, which is the tavern here, which is like the place that's got your your runes and stuff. Um, there's also uh, a jewelry store, a pottery store, uh, a clockmaker, a tailor. What are you looking for? Is there anything to do with enchanting or spell work? I come from the school of illusion. 
Mm, give me a uh, investigation check. Natural 20 plus 4. Ooh! You see something waving in the window inside Kor's cloths. Now, before you go in, um, we need to decide how much money you guys brought with you. Uh, you guys all come from very rich pasts, whether you were adventurers or come from a dynasty. Uh, we're all just going to roll a couple of dice, and that's going to determine how much money you brought with you. Uh, I need you each to roll two d20. So roll advantage on this. So roll 2d20 and take the higher number. And then we're going to multiply that by 100. And that's how much gold you have. I got a 16 and a 13. So 16? Yes. So 16 uh. times 100 is... Okay, so you have 1,600 gold mug. I got a natural one. In a natural 20. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's like a 1 in 700 something like ability. That's crazy. I, I got close um, to that. I got a nat 1 and an 18. <laughs> okay, so 2,000 for uh, um, to me. Yeah, Ford. Um, what did you roll, Lampyrus? Uh, 13. Okay, so 1,300 for you. And then uh, Sir Fuzzler. Uh, I got an 18. Okay, so 1,800. All right, you do see a... Uh, this is for... Uh, um, we're back at Ford. You see a piece of fabric blowing in the wind, um, and it comes down, and, and you, you can kind of get a sense of magic from it. Um, as you step inside... This shop, it is called Coors Cloths. Um, K or C? K. It's a small but vibrant fashion boutique, and it's run by a bugbear uh, named Cor. Uh, hey, how's it, how's it going? Uh, you here for uh, clothes, or you need an outfit for the gala? What's, what's going on here? What's going on here? What kind of, what kind of magic do you have? Uh, oh well, that's a broad question. Uh, what what kind of magic do we have? Uh, are you looking for magic items? I'm assuming something like that. It didn't look like there's a whole lot in town where it was mostly just taverns. But I got a sense of enchantment almost. Mm. Yeah. Uh, take a look at this. Uh, it's a fine garment made of different shades of red and orange silk. The majority of it uh, consists of what appear to be a vibrant cluster of leaves that change hue through the different colors of what appears to be like a visual imagery of the autumn season from brown and red to orange and yellow. Uh, and uh, while wearing it, you get a plus one to your armor class, and uh, you can use a command once a day to have uh, leaves swirl around you, uh, using the casting the blur spell for a minute. That so I I kind of already know a little bit about the wind in the autumn seasons. I know of gust. I'm looking for more on the well, high end. We're about to go to a ball in a couple of days. All right. Well, are you looking for something to protect you or just something to look nice? Something that'll protect me. All right. Well, well, that would protect you. Uh, it's got a plus one to its armor class again. Uh, but uh, we've also got a cloak of protection. Uh, it's just uh, this nice blue cloak. Uh, it's got a little metal visor there on the hood and uh, gives you a plus one bonus to your armor class and your saving throws while you wear it. He's saying this. This this bugbear is very matter of fact. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, you are quite the salesman. I'm going to have to turn you down for now. Ah, get out of my shop! And he like oh. kicks, he kicks. You out. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Waste my time. Waste my money. Is anyone gonna buy anything? Does uh does anyone else want to buy? This is kind of your last chance to buy stuff before we get ready to go to. Palisette Hall. Um, What's in the jewelry shop? 
Ooh, the jewelry shop. Uh, so you walk in and uh, there's this short human there looking kind of crude. Uh, lots of freckles. Uh, looks like he goes, um, hi, um, I'm, um, uh, love, uh, love it. Um, uh, Arijah. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, do you, or what you're looking for? I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, like, um, uh, um, uh, a tinkerer. Like, um, uh, if you have something you want improved, I can improve it. Um, but, uh, what, what are you, what are you looking for? Trinkets? Jewelry? Would you like Ooh. to see my, would you like to see my wares? I would like to see your wares. Oh, you would like to see my wares? I might want to have something improved, but I would like to see your wares first. Mm. Uh, give me a D100 roll. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I can look that up first. Hold on. Oh, oh wait, is that on D&D Beyond? Uh, uh, no. It, yeah, it is. Uh, it's just a percentile die, and then the D10. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Okay, so like a 40? 40. A, yes. Okay. How would you like to have a little bit more protection? That works. Well, for just, uh, let's call it 300 gold pieces, I can give you this ring that gives you a, uh, it's a bonus to your armor class and to your uh, saving throws. Let me check out my armor class. Okay, yeah, uh, I might want that. We yeah, both... yeah, yeah. Maybe. What else were you going to say? Uh, well, we've got all kinds of stuff, you know. I, I noticed you're a holy person. Uh, we've got we've got shields, we've got maces. Uh, well, well, we don't, but uh, the, the the people next the people next door they they've got some stuff like that. Uh, completely up to what you want to do. But uh, I actually I have something in the back that you might want. Um, and I'm interested. He brings out this amulet and he says, This is an amulet of health. I notice you're a holy woman. Uh, whether or not you can use this, you could certainly find someone who would use it better than I. Uh, and uh, so what this does is if your constitution score is not a 19, it becomes a 19 while you wear this. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. yeah and, cool. and, and he says, for this one, I will sell it to you for 700 gold. Pieces. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So go, ahead, go ahead and take 700 gold pieces out and add an, add an amulet of health to your inventory. Cool. Thanks for doing business with me. Of course. Um, Lamp Lampiris, you've been looking like you want to say something. A little bit. Um, so, yeah, let's hear it. Okay. First of all, Lampiris doesn't really talk. So bartering and like talking and stuff, asking for what he wants. I don't know how he's going to do that. Um, oh, but Lampiris, you've been around these uh, parts much. You don't. You look like you're a little unfamiliar with the place, buddy. You need some help around? He just nods his head. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, fantastic. Well, I'm telling you, I'm just gonna give you like a little rundown here of what we got here in Little Loch Ness. Uh, perfect little town. I, I promise everyone here is pretty nice people. Uh, oh well, we're right here. Uh, hi, sir. Are you going to the gala? And then this like tall human noble-looking guy in his twenties goes, "Of course I am." My name is Caden Lannis, and I'm lonely. In my mid-twenties, I hope to find true love in the Feywild. Could it be you, or could it be someone else? Oh, no. And then Fifel goes, lesson number one, don't trust dicks like this guy. Follow me. And then he <laughs> starts to trot over towards the uh, towards the boutiques. Um, so first things first, we've got Coors Cloths. Uh, if you're looking for a cloak or you're looking for something uh, fabric-wise, some robes or something like that, Core can hook I'm you up. I'm still just staring uh, into the windows. <laughs> uh, right, right over here, there is a clockmaker who knows his way around uh, trinkets. He usually has some cool stuff. Uh, it's like a hidden gym here. Most people don't know about the clockmaker. Uh, but you're also going to want to stop by the blacksmith if you want anything like 
weapons made and whatnot. Um, but my favorite place in all of Loch Winnis. And then he takes you to this hole in the wall, super small little like shack of a place. And he goes, Oh, go thrower. Hi, good to see you again, buddy. This like skinny looking dwarf fella comes out. He goes, Fifle, <laughs> you bring good people in here who are going to waste my time and not spend any money. And uh, it is this beautiful smelling soap shack. They just sell soap. And Fifle goes, Oh, how I love being clean. And he like, uh, he starts to fill his bag full of soap that he's about to buy. Okay. Um, what kind of soap's there? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, that's never a good laugh. <laughs> roll a d4. D4. Three. Three. Okay. So they come in the form of oils. Uh, the first one is a soap of slipperiness. Um, okay. The second one is a soap of etherealness. And the third one is a soap of sharpness. Uh, Yes, sharpness. And he says, now you see, if you don't know anything about soap, then you come in here and think, oh, these are just a bunch of bars. But what they've actually done here is this brilliant man has taken the basic necessities you need for these potions and crafted them into things that you can just rub on your skin instead of having to drink for people who have sensitive stomachs like me. Uh, So the oil of slipperiness, it's pretty good. I like it a lot. Uh, It's not as great as the oil of etherealness, but that's not as good as the ever so expensive, but worth every penny oil of sharpness. Oh, it's so pretty and so sharp. Can I can I like point to the oil the sharpness one and I don't know how to describe that. I want to ask questions like what it does. Oh yeah, <laughs> looks like you need this thing. Uh, so it's it's clear. Uh, it, it's a clear gelatinous uh soap. It kind of it's a little squishy and it sparkles with tiny little pieces of like uh stars and confetti on the inside of it and it's like translucent. You can see through it. Um, but it's 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 got a purple hue to it. Uh, it. It can coat one slashing or piercing weapon or up to five pieces of slashing or piercing ammunition. Uh, and it, it takes one minute to apply. For an hour, that weapon turns into a plus three bonus magical weapon. And then I'll point to the the middle one the etherealness oh okay so the oil of etherealness this one's a personal favorite of mine you're gonna love it uh it, it's it's so it's like a gray it looks like a piece of concrete but like it, it's soft it's soft to the touch and it foams up on your finger almost as soon as you touch it it's it's the most lathery soap i can imagine um so hey matt did you ever think that at this point in your life you'd be uh, fantasy role-playing different kinds of imaginary soap <laughs> over uh, a podcast? No, no. To be honest, I never imagined I'd be playing any of the characters that I've made over the many, many years. So this is this is very this is all very new, very new to me. <laughs> I, I'm happy. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> anyway, the oil of ethereal or the soap of etherealness, it can cover a medium or small creature along with the equipment it's wearing and carrying. Uh, applying it takes 10 minutes. The affected creature gains the effect of the etherealness spell for an hour. Okay. And then lastly, I'll point to the slipperiness. Actually, I think I'm going to tell everyone what etherealness does because that seems important. I was going to look it up, but that's fine. You you step into the border regions of the ethereal plane in the area where it overlaps with your current plane. You remain in the border ethereal for the duration or until you use your action to dismiss the spell. During this time, you can move in any direction. If you move up or down, every foot of movement costs you an extra foot. You can see there's, there's like a lot of stipulations, but basically you step into a a, a, a completely different dimension that's like a pocket dimension for you oh absolutely you... how much is that uh, oh the oil the soap of ethereum uh, this one's gonna run you just 500 gold pieces I'll shake my head yeah alright cool 500. go ahead and add oil of etherealness to your inventory okie doke so you're telling me for $500 I can become Danny Phantom <laughs> 
Gotta catch him off because he's Danny Phantom. Gotta catch him off because he's Danny, Danny Phantom. Cool, cool, cool. Danny Phantom, he was just 14. When his With the Paris built, built a very good machine designed to build the world, world unseen. Phantom, Phantom. Okay. <laughs> when it didn't quite work, his parents just quit. He said, Snow White hair and glowing green eyes. They walked through walls to be in fight. He was much more unique than the other guys. That's what Danny knew what he had to do. He's here to fight for me and you. He had to stop all the ghosts that were coming through, man. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't care. Danny Phantom. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, the store and, and the shopping keeps going about as uh, Fifel walks up to you, Fuzzler, and says, "Oh, uh, you're a knight, right?" That's I am. Uh. Was this the voice I was using earlier? I don't remember. With all due, res <laughs> With all due respect, I I... Sir Fuzzler, uh, how do you intend on, you know, stealing something? You're a knight. Uh, uh, I, I notice you're not wearing armor, so that's the first step in the right direction. <laughs> I thought I was wearing my armor. Hmm. I guess it's just so natural I feel it's a part of me now. Oh, well, uh, do you need to be wearing armor? Because I could have them suit you up with a nice set of armor. I should probably be wearing some clothes. I am just a full bear that's naked standing on two well, legs. Well, you've got without... that nice set of fancy clothes on. But this is my fancy armor. Oh, 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 you see. So, it, okay, I got it. Uh, well, I, I, is there, do you need... What I was thinking was somewhere I could go to help be a little more light on my feet. As, as well, the creature I am, I know I'm not the most dexterous or stealthy. And so I was hoping that I could find something to help with that aspect. There's a haberdashery. I love myself a good haberdashery. Let's go, Fifle. Yeah, follow us to the haberdashery. Uh, Lampyrus, you're coming with me. We're best friends now. I'm Can I come? Is this right for stealthy behind. stuff? Oh, yes. Yeah, you're a doctor, right? Yes, I am. Every, every good group of friends needs a doctor. Uh, you're coming with us too, sir. Come on. And he, he snaps his fingers at you uh, outside of the cloak store uh, uh, Ford. <laughs> and I just thump my foot and follow slowly. Why, yeah. why, why has the rabbit man been staring at the cloak store for the past two hours? There is, there is something magical in there, but I can't figure it out it's fine there's I'm lots of magical things in there you're just gonna have to move on but uh here this is the haberdashery uh britney hello and uh he, as he says britney this uh tall muscular uh goliath man walks out from behind a bookshelf and goes oi there who's coming in oh what you need something I would like to be able to dance with the grace of those who've come before and be able to move across the floor without making it tremble. Right then. Well, you're looking for the boots of uh, striding and springing. Uh, I could I could make some for you. It would only take about an hour and uh, I could do it for mm, 400 gold pieces. You know what, sir? For handmade boots, I could not pay you a penny less. And I hand over the 400 gold pieces. All right, nice. Uh, you may add the boots of striding and springing to your inventory. All Can right. I <laughs> uh, you're, I a, you're a wizard, huh? He, he, he points at, uh, offensively enough, he points at Lampyrus in the presence oh. of Ford. <laughs> oh boy. Uh <laughs> then uh I just like point to me like uh are you talking to me? Um and then I just walk up uh and see what he has. I got a box of wands. Uh he slams this like like this toolbox up on the counter for both of you guys to look at. It's a bunch of wands. Um and uh for a D4 roll, I will tell you if you can notice what one of these wands is. Um, 
everyone except for Fuzzler can give me this roll. Why can't I do it? I got because, a two, two. Because he, four. he just did something for you. I still have money, though. That's fair. Okay, then give me the D4 roll. Okay, uh, who got a one? Who got a two? I did. Two people? Yeah. Okay, yeah, roll. Four. Okay, those, oh, who, those who gave me a two, roll again. I got a three. Okay. I got a four. I got a two again. <laughs> okay. So then uh, two, it is a wand of secrets. It allows you, it's three charges and allows you to uh, detect um, like a trap or a secret door three times a day. Sure, why not? How much? I'll sell this one to you for 100 gold. All right, I'll give him 100 gold. Add a wand of secrets to your inventory. Who yes, got sir. a three? Uh, I did. Okay, uh, this one is a wand of fireballs. <laughs> um, it is, uh, I'll take it. it's 800 gold pieces. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, add a, wand, I catch fireball. add a wand of fireballs to your inventory. Who got a four? I did. I did. Okay, these are wands of wonder. Okay. They have a bunch of crazy different uh, uh, Seven things that they do. Um, they're going to cost you a thousand. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ooh, I only have 900. I will get one. Okay. Um, I can let one go for 900 since your friends are getting a lot of stuff. I will get one. So, so then, am I uh, getting one for nine hundred, or is she gonna get one for nine hundred? Well, if he says that, I'm gonna speak up and say, "Well, if you're gonna give it for nine hundred, please let, at least let me give you something in return." And I would like to hand him a pearl. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's great. So how then, many yeah. how many pearls are in my pouch? Did you say I, like? I believe ten. Okay, so I have nine now. Yeah, and no, you can keep track of them on D and D Beyond. Yes. So he's selling it to me for nine hundred. Uh, yeah. So a thousand for you, and then nine hundred and a pearl for uh, Doctor Madam. Okay. All right. So yeah, that is a wand of wonder. You guys may add those to your inventory. Um. And uh, is there anything else that you guys are looking for as the the sun kind of sets? And you guys get ready to start either attuning to your items or having a nice long rest. We can only like do one or the other. Yes. I would definitely like to attune to my amulet. Okay, cool. I'm going to attune to yeah. my boots. And I'll attune okay. to my wand. You guys do have a couple of days. We'll say two days before the gala. So this is your first night. And then it's going to start another day. And then another night, and then that next day, you guys are going to have to go to the gala. So this first night, you can either take a long rest or a tune. Your call. How can I attune? I can. I know I can. How to long rest? Yeah. So or once it it's gonna, on your it... inventory, if you select it and scroll all the way to the bottom of your right. uh, inventory screen, just select attunement. You can only attune three items unless you're an artificer at level ten. Gotcha. So I okay. I can just click it. Gotcha. Oh, can I attune to both of mine in one night? Or uh, you can only attune to one item per long rest. Okay, so yeah. I'll just do my amulet for now. I don't need to attune to anything, so I should be good to just rest. Yeah, so Mug, you actually have to decide what you want to have as your three attuned items. You have the amulet of health, the trident wand, the wand of wonder, and the pearl helmet right now. You can only attune to three of those. Ooh, okay, I thought I would have already been attuned to at least the helmet. Well, you are already attuned to the helmet and the trident wand. What I'm okay. saying is you can have a maximum of three okay. attuned at once. So if I would have known that, I wouldn't have gotten that wand. <laughs> that's That's fair. Um, um here, you you can sell it back to him if you want. Can, can I do that? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Pearl, though. Yeah. <laughs> just cool. for the trouble. Yep. Just add your uh add your gold back. Okay. Uh Epic. Lampress, would you that's, think you could find some use with this wand of fire? Well. Okay. <laughs> I, I can see <laughs> you are shaking your head. I forgot that you don't speak. 
So <laughs> that's uh that's difficult because sometimes not everyone can realize that you're shaking your head and then I have to I have to say it out <laughs> loud that like you're shaking really your small head. movement Connor, that he's shaking his head. Connor, are you giving me this like just giving it to me or are you expecting me to, to trade? I can't attune to it, so I was just gonna be like, Hey, you you like fire, right? Have uh-huh. a fireball wand. Sure. So yeah, Matt, you, you can have that wand. All right, cool. I guess I just won't cast fireball. Um, do you Sucks. would you like my wand of secrets? No, I don't have enough attunement spots. It's not you don't need to attune to this one. Oh, then yeah, I'll take it. All right. So I'll <laughs> give you that. We'll just trade wands. Yep. So you get wand of secrets and I get wand of fireball. Cool. Uh um uh fifo. Is it possible for us to go to our rooms now so that we can start discussing a plan? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we have connecting rooms. You know how, like, in, like, a motel, they have, like, those rooms that you can open the bottle in between everything? Yes. Yeah, it's like that. Awesome. (laughs) Gang, I believe we should group and start discussing the plan. All right, cool. So uh, here's the situation. Uh, We've got... uh, a full day and a full night before we have to be at the gala. So that allows two long rests. So you guys can decide what you would like to do with those two long rests as we start the first one now inside the... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. We should probably eat the next day, (laughs) at least. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But let me tell you what the... the, So wintertime visitors who don't have friends or family in the village stay at this auberge aurore while awaiting the solstice. Uh, You guys are going to see three towered-in rooms. Uh, It's got two rooms available uh, that contain contain two beds each, and Fifel's going to sleep on a pullout. Um, He's already covered... Like, the the cost of the room is already covered. Uh... You guys are in your rooms, private quarters. Um, no one is going, no one is listening in. Fifel is with you guys. All right, so what's the plan? As he tosses this map back out on a, t- on a desk. <clears throat> Those of you who are intending on attuning to items, you should probably go ahead and get started now. I, I'm starting to attune to my boots. Okay, so then you cannot uh, discuss anything now. What about uh, Lampyrus? Hold on. Can we discuss now and then attune the next night? Yeah, but then you're only going to get one long rest. Don't we have to? I'm so confused. Oh, I yeah. thought we had to. I thought we had a long rest to attune. Yeah, yeah. Don't you attune We've... during your long rest? Yes, but you don't get the benefits of a long rest. So if I attune tonight, or if I long rest tonight, attune tomorrow, am I going to take a level of exhaustion for not resting? No. So okay. it. So you have essentially enough time. What I'm saying is between now and the time you have to go, you have essentially enough time to complete two long rests. What you choose to do with that time is up to you, but you need to at least rest for one long rest. And if you want to attune to stuff, you don't get the benefits of long resting. You just attune to something. I, I guess what I'm asking is like, we can't participate in this map stuff if we choose to attune unless everyone is intending on like attuning and then waking up at a specific time to discuss stuff i think we should do that we can do that because i have a plan and i'd like okay. to discuss that plan i would okay. like to hear right. the plan because i do not have a plan so then are we all attuning to stuff for our first long rest i think so, yes. so. let me know what we're attuning to lampyrus uh my wanda fireballs uh, Dr. Madam. Uh, I think you already had it on my thing, but the amulet. Wonderful. Uh, Ford. My wand of wonder. Okay. And uh, uh, Sir Fuzzler. The boots of striding and springing. Okay. Sounds good. You guys can go ahead and attune to those items, and we are going to wake up the next morning, fresh in the morning. Uh, as you wake up to the smell of fresh coffee, uh, as Fivel says, Oh, are you guys ready to start planning? And that's where we'll pick up. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Garlic Boys One Shots. Tune in next time to see how this adventure concludes. And remember, as Stay. always, 
Say Somebody was ready early. <laughs> <laughs>